0: Welcome to Mother Vessel, a podcast for women, mothers, and vessels. Once again, I am your host, Mame Yamachan, and I am so honored to be here today for another episode as we sit down with an awesome guest, learn more about her, her story, her experiences, and what we can take away from her experience. Today I have the opportunity to sit down with Dr. Maxine Owusu. She is a board certified emergency medicine physician. She is a first generation Ghanaian American who grew up in the Bronx, New York and later obtained her bachelor of science in biology at Syracuse University and her doctor of medicine at SUNY Upstate Medical. In 2017, she completed her residency in emergency medicine and as an emergency medicine physician and a wellness advocate, she is involved in speaking engagements and health consulting. And to add on to that, she is also an entrepreneur with her beauty brand focused on addressing problematic dry skin called Shea Season and a lifestyle content creator. And to even make it even better, she's a wife and a mother to two beautiful children. Maxine, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Mommy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm very excited to be on the podcast today. I love Mother Vessel. I love just hearing other episodes and learning so much and gaining so much insight. So I'm just very I'm privileged to be on with you today. So thank you for oh,
0: having me. Well, thank you for coming on. I'm really excited about today's episode. Mm-hmm. I know I followed your journey online and have known you for years, but one thing about motherhood, <laughs> it's an experience. <laughs> it sure
1: is, girl.
0: <laughs> Everything else that we balance and uh-huh. carry on as women. And a lot of times it looks very beautiful on social media. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Very beautiful from a distance, but only we know what we go through. And uh-huh. on this podcast, we try to keep it very real, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so so uh-huh. who is
1: Maxine? Maxine. Uh-huh. I would say, like, especially for those that really know me, I'm very actually kind of shy. I would say I'm definitely an introvert. Mm -hmm. But as I've grown older, I am exploring other sides. Like, I am putting myself out there a little bit more, hence even on social media, which is kind of crazy because I never thought I would be trying to do some content creation and things of that nature or even becoming an entrepreneur. So I, I would say that I'm someone that I... And to my core I am an introvert but I'm open to learning new things and putting myself out there like some of the things that I love to do is I love just being around people but like mm-hmm. if that makes sense does that make sense that you could be an introvert mm-hmm. but you love being around people yeah. but like mm-hmm. within my own sp- safe space if that makes mm-hmm. sense yeah mm-hmm. you know yes and, and just Really connecting deeper, like really listening to people. I think I'm really a good listener, like listening to people, what they're going through and really being able to advise people and so forth, like back and forth, vice versa. Mm -hmm. I I would say altogether, that's really, that's me to the core.
0: Yeah, no, that makes total sense. I get Mm -hmm. it. So can you share with us what life was like before? Before.
1: mother? (laughs) Yeah, so I'm like, sometimes I sit back and I think to myself, I'm like, man, like yeah. the freedom that I had, <laughs> the the fact that I could just wake up anytime I wanted and sleep in if I wanted, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's definitely there was no restrictions, you know, not as much restrictions before motherhood. Of course, like I, at some points I was in school, so there was still some routines that were set in place, but even just, like, the newlywed stage. Mm -hmm. Because we went maybe about a year and a half before we had any kids in the picture. Okay. So it was just a lot of, like, freedom. Like, we wouldn't think about, like, oh, you have to come home at a certain time if we're going out to eat or, you know, anything like that. Like, it was just... Could just do anything. You could pick up and kind of like, oh, let's travel or let's do this. Like now, you just have to think about a lot of things, but it was a lot more freedom and ease. <laughs>
0: I hope people <laughs> listening to this are not like, oh my goodness, we don't <laughs> want to become. But this. <laughs> it's real, like it's, yeah, responsibilities change. Mm-hmm. You have human beings that are relying on you, depending on you. You have a lot more worries and concerns, and yeah. life just adjusts, and I. <laughs> I get you 100%. Yes. (laughs) So how did motherhood Mm -hmm. find you? What's your story? So
1: I would like first to preface this by, like, when I was younger, I always had the idea, like, okay, when I get older, I'll get married, I'll have kids. And I wasn't one that was too focused on it, but I knew, like, okay, it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I wasn't one of those girls that wrote, like, the names down of my children and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I need this many or anything like that. It was just in in my brain, like, okay, eventually I'll have some kids and things of that nature. So, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But I think a part of me, too, was a fear, honestly, of becoming a mother. I didn't know if I was nurturing enough. And so finally, after we got married, we decided to take some time as newlyweds, enjoy our marriage without having kids. And so when we decided to plan to have children... It actually went pretty simple for us. Thankfully, I didn't have any issues during my pregnancy, my first pregnancy or anything like that. Everything went smooth. It was actually the easiest pregnancy I had. I worked till I was like, honestly, like a week before my due date. And so when the baby came, that's when and and actually let me interrupt the story that I lost my mom when I was 6 weeks pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I guess from that perspective that was a, a lot to deal with. Uh. Um, so my pregnancy specifically was easy, but then the external factors of me not having my mom there was very difficult and knowing that this journey of motherhood was going to be Different, not like what I expected because I wasn't gonna have my mom there. And right. with my Ghanaian culture, most of the time, especially after you have kids, your mom will come and maybe stay with you or help you out for you yep. know several months and things of that nature. So I knew that this was gonna be different. I'm not. Like, I wasn't gonna have that. So I guess a little bit of fear from that perspective. And it's like, how am I going to mother someone? And I don't even know what that looks like. I don't know what that. And I don't have anyone to show me. So that, that was tough. And thankfully I did have some people to help me. My older sister helped me a lot. And then later on, my mother-in-law came to help probably around like month, close to like the end of the second month when she was mm-hmm. newborn. So, mm-hmm. so there was a time where it was really just us, me and my husband, just figuring it out. And here and there were my older sister could come help us. But like when we came home from the hospital. And it was like, man, this is all us. You know, it's just us and this baby. Yeah. And it's like, how am I going to do all right, I think I had baby blue. not depression, blue. But I think that hit me like, man, this is hard. I can't do this. And with the fact that it's like, this is a hard thing, first of all, number one. Number two, I don't have my mom here. Number three, like, lacking sleep, all these things, trying to figure out breastfeeding. I had some issues with that and pain and trying to latch. So it was just a lot going on post-delivery. The pregnancy was good, but post-delivery was, was difficult um, from that perspective.
0: Yeah, <laughs> those first few weeks <laughs> and months <laughs> afterwards, it like, I remember, I was like, why didn't anyone tell me that breastfeeding is actually quite difficult? Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, I yes. just, oh, the baby just latches and, you know, you supply the milk. But mm-hmm. I remember the challenges, and I I felt like I can't even feed my baby. Like, mm-hmm. why is this so difficult? I I feel yeah. impacted. That's why I'm mm-hmm. feeling. But it's like it just dawns on you, and mm-hmm. it just happens, and it could be very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think it's always worth sharing the reality of it yeah. as well, because it comes with different emotion and navigate through all of that. So. You have two children, right? Yes. You are a medical doctor mm-hmm. and you are an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know there's a lot more as well. Yeah. So yeah. How do you balance all of this?
1: Yes. And before I used to think, like, man, how am I going to be able to do all of this? And I think. The idea of balance is it's a mess because there's no way right that I I can balance all of this. So I think that there are days that something may get a higher percentage of my energy and attention and then it, it fluctuates. Well, I do try to prioritize, of course, when it comes to first of all, myself in terms of my relationship with God, because I was having even a difficulty with that too. Like sometimes with the kids and it's like, oh, I got to do this for the kids. And it's like, at times it's like, man, I didn't even read my Bible. And so I got to a point where I was like, no, I got to prioritize some things. If it means me waking up a little bit earlier to read my Bible, get my devotion in, try to sneak in a workout, like, because I know that I need to do that because that helps me. So, so I'll do that. And then after that, it's like, okay, now we can, we can figure it out. So me using a calendar has been very helpful Mm -hmm. and connecting it with my husband's calendar. So make sure we're on all on the same page. You know, being a a ER doctor, the one thing I do like about my profession is that it's shift work and it can be flexible. So I don't necessarily work only like nine to fives. So Sometimes I work overnight, so what happens is that during the day, I can do some things, things that I needed to get done, or even if it meant like taking to the kids to their hospital visits and things of that nature. So that has been actually great with having that flexibility in my schedule. So, so that has been great. And then also being able to make sure with other things, such as starting this Shea Seasons business. But sometimes it can be very overwhelming, honestly, like trying to find the time in the day to be attentive to mm-hmm. each kid and then also now like they're like toddlers so like getting into activities um and then work and then also trying to keep up with social media for like my business Uh, some days i'm like i can't do this i'll just be like i just gotta rest you know what i mean like i can't i'm like i have the kids coming i'm like all right let's all rest let's all just take a nap right now
0: It's quiet time. It's quiet time. Let's
1: play a game and let's see who can be quiet the longest, you know?
0: Yeah, Maxine, are you in my house? Because <laughs> I am the same thing.
1: Because it's necessary at times. And sometimes, unfortunately, I don't get things done, you know? And so it really is a daily battle. It's a daily battle. And I'm just grateful for God's grace and for the village that he has blessed me with because that has made a big difference. Like having my mother-in-law here with us has been very helpful because Thank at you. times the kids are downstairs and I'm able to at least get some work done. But then mom guilt will come in like, yeah. man, you should be downstairs with your kid. You're you're off today. But it's I remind myself like, okay, I'm going to set aside two hours. I need to get, maybe I'm writing a blog or I need to get inventory or whatever. I need to get that done or content. Let me just set aside to ask you that and then I'm going to take a break and go downstairs and we can go outside or go to the park or whatever. Yeah. Because if, if you think about it, you're not going to get anything done if it's yeah. like you feel like you need to be with the kids all the time. You know So
0: yeah, it's a yeah. learning process. Yeah. But I, I like what you said. Balance is a myth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's some days you're going to be able to achieve a lot. There are some days that you will not. Mm-hmm. And resting is also achieving something because it does need to rest and Mm recharge and there are some days you'll be able to put a lot of effort in one thing versus the other it's not perfection but let's be real about who we are because we are human right yeah so we cannot do it all i'm actually curious to know this because having children especially Toddlers, it seems mm-hmm. like every other week they are sick. Oh, God. <laughs> Those and everything. And sometimes I have even labeled myself as a doctor because, listen, I will pull out the remedies go yes. and, <laughs> and like try to figure stuff out. I'm calling the nurses, doctors. I'm, listen, we are working together. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as a Medical doctor, your role as a mom and just everything that comes with it, do you still go through some of the challenges and struggles we go through?
1: Yeah, I think actually that has helped me, especially being an emergency medicine doctor, because most of the time I'm like, all right, you guys are fine. (laughs) So I, I don't freak out. Like, I'm not freaking out like other people. Like my tummy. I'm like, all right, go poop. I'm Like, you'll be fine. Like, you know, let's let's get it together. We'll go to the well child visits and stuff like that. But it's like, I'm not taking it to the ER. So okay. Okay. and it's funny because I've actually had colleagues who um sometimes had like their children unfortunately really be hurt, but they didn't take it seriously. Because they were like, you know, you're fine. Like I'm a doctor, you're fine. So I do try to be sensitive though. At the same time, I'm like, all right, let me let me listen to it seriously just to make sure that they're actually okay. But yeah, we've had some things. My my son, he was jumping on something and like had a cut himself under his lip. So I just fixed it at home. I'm like, we're not going to the ER. So I I, I do have like my tools and stuff. So I'm like, all
0: right, let's fix this
1: laceration because we're not going to the ER. Right. So so at least that has been helpful with certain things like with the kids i've just been able to handle it at home
0: yeah that's nice that's nice yeah. because i'm usually like calling the pediatrician okay why haven't you called me back yeah. <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. i always wonder like huh if i had this background i think it would be helpful for me especially mm-hmm. with these random things that come up you know they're always getting some virus or yes uh, jumping off here and there so that's i always wanted to know but as a career woman. Mm -hmm. I think we all experience this regardless of what career you're in. How has motherhood impacted your career Mm -hmm. and vice versa?
1: Yes. So for me personally, I'm grateful that I achieved my goal, especially of becoming a physician before children, because I feel like if I had kids during my training, it would have been very difficult for me personally. The people that have done it, Mm -hmm. they have done it well, which is great. But just knowing how I am and my personality, I think it would have been a lot. So I'm just grateful that I finished my training before having children. And I think because that could have really impacted like perhaps how long it would have taken and things of that nature to complete. But even now, I I think it has impacted it a lot because with my my profession there's different ways you can work you can do full-time part-time there's something called locums which is basically like a travel contract like you can travel mm-hmm. and so what I noticed is that like for travel positions I I thought about it and I'm like no I can't do it because I have children and so I can't travel because I feel like I would be like, man, I would miss my kids so much more, like being gone for maybe four days. And and I've noticed that when I look at other colleagues that are women, most of them are either working part-time or maybe even if they're working full-time, it's like locally. Unlike some of the men, my men colleagues that are doing like travel positions, traveling here and there, West Coast, whatever, and East Coast. And so it, it really... I know that that I'm not saying that it's, it can't be done, but I feel like motherhood will impact your career some way or the other. You may have to make some sacrifices. Right. Um, it it, it, may, it may be more difficult, but it's not like the goal won't be you know achieved. But I've actually thought about a lot of things. I I, I guess I think about my children when I'm making certain decisions in terms of yeah. career path and what jobs I choose and how far away it is from home and things of that nature just to make my life much, you know, to make it easier with the kids. So that's a
0: really good point because Mm -hmm. that's something I think about is like, Mm -hmm. is this organization or company that I'm working with, how's that going to work with my lifestyle? Yeah. They understand and appreciate working moms. And is it going to require a lot of traveling? What are the hours like the commitment and demand? Because unfortunately that, plays a part into how I'm able to be available and present and mother my children Mm -hmm. and considerations that mothers have to think about. And I think sometimes that's overlooked. Yeah. So I'm really glad you, you shared that. So I'm also curious to know too, and I'm sure some of the listeners are okay. They hear that. Okay. We have a a medical doctor. She's a wife. She's a mom of two. Why did you decide to also add entrepreneur and social media yeah, it, I'm telling you,
1: and you. and sometimes I think of about that. And I'm like, why would I do this to myself? This is kind of ridiculous. And for me, at least with the starting the business, honestly, that was not on my radar. Oh. I never actually thought of becoming an entrepreneur. For me, I always wanted to be a physician. And mm-hmm. and by the grace of God, I was able to achieve that goal. So I just thought, okay, I'm going to just be a doctor forever. And, and basically that's it until I had my daughter. And it's, it's so interesting how children can change certain things or just bring about other passions that you never knew you really had. Mm-hmm. And so my daughter was having issues with her skin and eczema. And we would go to the pediatrician and we tried different things. Nothing really worked. And... And our pediatrician at that time, she was a black woman. And so she actually is the one that was like, why don't you make your own shea butter, whipped shea butter, um, you know, and try it on her and see how that helps. And I was like, why didn't I think about that? Like I'm Ghanaian we you shea butter. I don't know. I was just buying all the stuff, you know, marketed mm-hmm. towards children. So, so that's what I started doing. And I started doing more research and reading about different things that had anti-inflammatory properties and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And so, we, we started using it on her and it was helping. And so then the whole family started using it. And then like my church family, I started kind of giving it to people to use. And so it was just like one time, just me thinking to my husband, I'm like, man, I, maybe I should start selling this. And and he was like, okay. I was like, okay, let's just do it. Like, I didn't actually think of like, man, I'm really doing this. And so since starting it, then I just got so much feedback and and learn so much things about other customers' needs. And so I got a a cosmetic chemist involved and um, we've actually refined and changed the formulation to just add much more ingredients that would really target specifically eczema, dry skin. And I actually had some people that taking chemo medications and because of that, they had side effects. And so their side effects was like scaly, dry skin and things of that nature. That uh-huh. So I, I, so I, I really fine tune it to make sure to target people with problematic skin conditions. And so I feel like it's a full circle moment because it started because of my daughter, but uh-huh. then it's, ended up helping other people also who medically has been affected because of, you know, some drugs and things of that nature. So it's just been great that I'm like working and now manufacturing this to really bring it on a larger scale than when I started on my, in the kitchen. When I, sometimes I think about, I'm like, Lord, like I've been praying and I'm like, God, I feel like I just keep on getting a push to keep on going, to keep on going. So that's really what has been motivating me to keep on going and really investing in this, in this business for Shea season. So it's crazy. And then Ooh. I think through that and, and just being a mother and things of that nature, I just wanted to show parts of it on social media. Okay. And so that's what really started with the social media thing and being able to connect with other people and understand that, okay, there's a community out there that are probably experiencing some of the things that I'm experiencing being a mom and, you know, mm-hmm. trying to have a business and things of that nature. So it's been great to like tap into that and and really like build a community when it comes to that.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. And it's always interesting to hear from different mothers how mm-hmm. their child so, an experience with their child or something birthed, something new that mm-hmm. they had within themselves. And it has blossomed. They're not yes they're, they're children are really a gift mm-hmm. and sometimes the gift comes by surprise mm. it opens up something within you yes that you probably were like if I didn't have this child I don't think I would have ever explored or considered this venture or at all like yeah yeah like and that's the beauty of God right mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. thinking you're pouring out to this child but this child has just actually poured into you something mm. that you know that you just didn't even think about.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yep.
0: And now you are a businesswoman and social media. Like I, I watch your reels and, and I'm sometimes cracking up. You know, <laughs> and showing things and I'm like, oh my goodness! Like I always wondered where did that come from because I was like, yeah. well, likes being, you know, on social media and doing these
1: like little mm-hmm. entrepreneur things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Like it's cr- like people that know me, like they're like, what? Like vaccine, the shy girl. Like it's crazy. And when I think, of, I'm like, man, God is so funny. Like the things that like he will use. And, and you're right. He really used my children really to to pull this side of me and, and making me realize some of these other passions that I, I guess I didn't know I had or perhaps I, that I was like keeping the cover or whatever so it's amazing
0: yeah and I'm curious to know this too being a mom of two mm-hmm. how different was it the second time around and do mm. you approach both children the same
1: yeah so it is a big difference like oh my goodness I I had no clue I had no clue like <laughs> and the other day I was talking to my husband I'm like I feel like in school they should teach people teach people about like having children not just like the anatomy of like okay you being pregnant having a baby like no like the realities of having children the realities of how your life will change like i feel like if kids probably at a high school like really was taught that a lot of people would probably like take it you know pause you know or uh, take their time because yes, kids are cute and beautiful and all those things, but it's like it really changes your life. And so, adding another one oh my goodness! Like, <laughs> it, and, and I think also having two different genders probably has changed my approach. Like, with my daughter, because she was the only one, like, and at that time, I was actually part time, that was like around the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot more time. And so it was a lot more time with me and her. And it's like, you know, it's your first one. You're like, you're doing everything. You're buying everything, you know? Mm-hmm. You're just excited. And so you're doing probably things that you don't need to really even be doing. But it's like, mm-hmm. it's your first one. You don't know what you're doing. So you're so excited. So that's how I was. And so my second one, I, I'm full time. So I didn't have as much time as I had with my with my first child. So at times I felt bad. I was like, man, I feel like I'm not, spending as much time because i'm working more and then i now my time is divided between two kids and at times i felt like my daughter would be a little jealous you know being with the baby and things like that so it was really tough trying to spend individual time with Mm -hmm. both of them and now that at least they're getting a little bit older, it's helped a little bit more because in learning to really try to separate their time together sometimes. I'm, I want to be intentional to spend individual time with both. Okay. So, like, sometimes with certain activities, like, my daughter will do, like, Kumon. So I'll take her to, she has to go do, like, math and reading. So, like, mm-hmm. I'll take her to that on, when I'm when I'm off, when I take her, it's, like, after we will do something. Either we may go to the park really quickly or go get something to eat. So, so she knows that that's, like, our time. And the same thing with my son. Like, when I'm off and I'm taking him to his swimming because he just started swimming, then it's, like, okay, it just, it's just going to be me and him because yeah. she's in daycare. So it's, like... And that's something that I hope to continue to do as they get older, to have individual time with both of them, as well as collective time. But it is tough, man. It is tough.
0: Yeah. So we have a son and a daughter, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. their personalities are similar, but also different too. Boys and their moms. And he, yeah. he really looks forward to that one-on-one time.
1: Uh-huh. He
0: likes the time that you know we may have collectively. So I've always had to be intentional with that too Mm -hmm. because maybe he feels like okay mommy to myself and I realized during those times we may ask certain questions or we may have like you know our own little memories and things Mm -hmm. like that and then with my daughter I realized she even though she's younger she appreciates those times as well
1: Mm -hmm.
0: girls and boys they are different
1: yes Mm -hmm.
0: they are different so (laughs) Yeah, trying to navigate through that. And you, similar to me, I mean, it was just girls. I just have a sister. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. some of the stuff my son does, I'm like, what in the world? Yeah, like, why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> why would you do that? Like, why? Mm-hmm. And then my husband's like, he's a boy. Like, what do you yeah. do so, uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's true. My son is always, like... He's gotten hurt more than my daughter. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, he's always jumping over something, doing something. I'm like, oh my goodness.
0: So, Maxine, what do you enjoy most about mm-hmm. being your mother?
1: I would say it's, it's the family time. Spending time with the kids when it's dinner, like when I'm at home. Because sometimes I may work night shifts or, you know, evening shifts. But just spending time collectively or whenever we have time to be together, whether we're at home or whether we're like, Going to the zoo or whatever, or even if we're traveling, it's just beautiful. Like sometimes I'll sit there and I'll just like look at us. (laughs) I'm like, man, this warms my heart. just, Uh Just seeing the whole family unit and spending time and creating memories and taking pictures. So that's one thing. My daughter, she always, sometimes she'll be on my laptop, she'll be like, mommy, can I look at our pictures? <laughs> like she wants to look at all the pictures. And like, even when I was younger and all that, she loves doing that. So mm-hmm. I've been very intentional of capturing memories and making sure that I'm in them.
0: That's a good one. Because
1: I saw a post of a mom who mentioned that she was looking through like multiple, I guess, pictures. And it was always her taking pictures of her kids or her kids and her husband, mm-hmm. but she was never in the picture. When I saw that post, I was like, oh, yes. And I started looking through my pictures. I'm like, yeah, I've been taking a lot of pictures of these kids. Like, I need to make sure that I'm in them. And not caring how I look. Because sometimes it's like, oh, I look a mess. I don't want to take a picture. But no. Like, being intentional, making sure that I'm in these pictures in these videos and documenting this. And thanks to social media, you can keep everything on the cloud or whatnot. And it lives with us forever. So that's been Mm -hmm. one thing that I... I love doing, and my kids love like looking at pictures and videos and stuff like that. So I
0: know they'll love it too as they get older. That is so true. I'm actually thinking because I think most mm-hmm. of them, I'm not in the picture.
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah, you gotta make yeah making sure you're in there.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. So it's very clear, Maxine, how you awesome mom. You are a vessel. You mm-hmm. pour yourself out not only to your children, your family, mm-hmm. but in your profession and even now on social media and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there is someone that poured themselves into you. Mm-hmm. A, would you mind sharing yes. who, who they are?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm grateful that I've had multiple people that have poured themselves into me. But one of them, first of all, is my mother-in-law. I see it. She's definitely a bonus mom to me. Even my oldest sister and, and then some other people in church, like, you know, older women that I would say they poured themselves into me. They've given me wisdom, um, prayer, which is very important, support. Um, so I'm very grateful for, from that aspect. And then I also have mentors, too, so professionally, who have been able to pour into me by looking out for me when they see, like, certain positions or things that they see that, hey, she'll be good at this. Let me send it to her. And so sometimes I think back and I look back and I'm like, man, thank you, Lord, for the awesome people that you have placed in my life, that people are thinking of me, praying for me. Thankfully, I'm so grateful to have so many people that I've been able to pour into me.
0: That's beautiful. And that's why we need community. We honestly can't do it alone. Yeah. The help of God, he places certain people And I Mm -hmm. I like what you said about your mother-in-law, because I think you've mentioned her a few times during this interview. Mm -hmm. uh, It's been such a blessing and has been such a great support. And it's Mm -hmm. so important that God will place certain people, whether it's within your family, you said your sister, within church, that are able to pour into you so that you can also pour into your children. Mm, Yeah. That's something that's priceless. And I have been very intentional to recognize who those women are and those people. And so I typically like to ask guests that question because I think it's also a great way to just honor those people.
1: Yes, I agree. I agree to give them their flowers now. So I'm going to
0: end on this last note. Do you hope for your children?
1: Mm. Mm. This is such a great question. You know, what do I hope for my children? And I think about this a lot. And one of the things I think about, I hope for them to, to grow to be godly, a godly woman and a man of God that will really be leaders among their generation Mm -hmm. and to be in tune with what God has for them, to really walk purposefully Mm -hmm. in in whatever God has placed on their heart to do. Whatever they do, let it be pleasing to you, Lord, and let them be in your purpose and and be leaders among their generation.
0: Amen, and it will be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So awesome to just hear from you. You have poured out such great wisdom from your experience and your knowledge. And Maxine, this has been awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm so thrilled that we were able to just sit down and chat and learn about you, but then how you bring it all together and mother your beautiful children. Before we head out Please definitely share with the vessels where they can find you online and connect with you, learn more about Shea's Seasons.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, before I even start, I would say thank you so much for having me on this. This was such a great conversation. I love how this platform highlights like the real stories of different vessels. There are different types of mothers out there. So just thank you so much for highlighting the beauty of motherhood and how the how we can all be vessels, and and other people can pour into us, and we can pour into them. So thank you so much for having me. And for those listening, you can find uh, me at Dr. Max O. That's my personal page. For Shea Seasons, is at Shea Seasons on um, Instagram, and on our website is com. So yes, stay tuned for our new Shea Cream that hopefully we'll be launching soon and in the fall. So I'm excited about that.
0: Awesome. Well, Vessels, this has been another great episode of the Mother Vessel podcast. So until next time, continue to shine and thrive. Bye, Vessels.
1: Bye. Mm